This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ah, yes. Great Cindy Lauper song from the classic Goonies soundtrack. I happen to know probably one of uh, Von Palmer's favorite movies, right, Von? <laughs> I like girls just want to have fun. That's Aww. one of the great videos of all time. Hey, I have to ask you, um, what do you think of the movie Top Gun? Because I saw the sequel on the weekend. Uh, I saw the original. Uh, it didn't do an awful lot for me. I guess I'll go see the sequel at some point. I, I've been impressed with the stories I've read about the way the movie was staged in an era yes. dominated by digital and CGI and green screens and blue screens. Um, they actually flew the airplanes yeah. across real... Uh, Earth, and uh, I know at one point one of the pilots said, I'm not doing that again, so I hope you got a good take out of it, because he was flying like 50 feet off the deck. And I love the fact that basically all the stars, except possibly Tom Cruise, lost their lunch, uh, being flown at 7G. So, uh, you know, I, I'm cool. impressed with that. I think some movies today, Simi, seem to me just way too much digital, way too much background. So I'm kind of curious to see if it looks real. Did it? It looked really, and that was actually one of the more impressive things about the movie, is that you could kind of, you could tell this was actually real. My joke about this movie, though, is that the only CGI in this movie is probably what they did to erase some lines on Tom Cruise's face <laughs> because he he looks remarkably smooth considering some of the interviews I've seen with him where you're like, well, that looks like a man of his age. Not so much as Pete Mitchell well, in this movie. You know, it's entirely possible that Tom Cruise is Dorian Gray and sold his soul to the devil a long time ago <laughs> since he's out of his mind, clearly. But, you know, again, you read the stuff about the guy's movies and he does his own stunts and the insurers, oh, every movie go, oh, Jesus, Tom, do you really have to do skydiving? Like, come on, I you know. know. But he does. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there's really nobody out there like him. And uh, I love the fact, too, that he held off putting this out. Like he said very early on, there is no way this is streaming. Uh, and he's got the money and the power to do yeah. it. The only reason I saw this in the movie theater is because it had to be, I feel like, yeah. in the movie theater, right? So it was, it, it was good. It was very nostalgic. I'm sure some people will love it. I would look forward to hearing what you have to say about it. Uh, but maybe this is something the premier went to go see on the weekend to distract himself too, Yvonne, from what's been going on. Yeah, it's distraction time for John Horgan. Uh, you know, it's gone very well for him for five years. And uh, suddenly the pandemic is over. And all these news stories that have just been sort of building quietly out there, like crime in the streets and shortages of doctors and waiting times and housing affordability and gas prices and inflation are all coming back. And um, suddenly he's having to deal with all of them all at once. It's, uh, you know, it's the nature of being in government. The unusual time has been the pandemic, where for two years it was the only story. So this blow up at the Provincial Museum, which they did not see coming and which caught the Premier by surprise, as he admits, um, two weeks ago, he's now looking to turn the page. So today, uh, what, 1030, uh, media invited, uh, announcement at Burnaby Hospital 
the start of construction on the hmm. new hospital. Okay, now that's long overdue in Burnaby because, boy, if they needed a new hospital over in that area of Metro Vancouver for a very long time. Yeah, the hospital is as old as I am, which ought to frighten anybody who's going there for uh, care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's... it's um, it, it's and the the replacement has been in the works for a while. Uh, you know, the government announces things more than once. So it was first announced in 2019 and reannounced in 2021. Uh, going over the press releases, it's already a year behind schedule. The construction, so construction of the first phase, priced at 600 million dollars, was supposed to start last year. It's finally starting. Well, this is the start of construction, so I assume they're going to lift a shovel up and get going. Um, it's expensive, uh, and it's one of several big hospital projects the government's doing around you know, all across BC. Actually, the new St. Paul's, the new Surrey Hospital, the new West is being remade, and there's a bunch of around around BC. But context is everything, Simi, and I think what the premier is really telling us today is see. We are dealing with seismic upgrades in hospitals. It's not just the provincial museum. We're doing everything. And so let's talk about that instead of how ticked off you are at the billion dollars we're spending on the new provincial museum. Right. It does seem to be quite clear now that healthcare is going to be the central part of what this government has to deal with. Like they, they got a lot of applause for how they dealt with the COVID-19 pandemic, but now it's a very yeah. different situation. Yes, and the timing, again, you know, at some point, every now and then governments get lucky with the timing of things, but sometimes they're really unlucky. And one thing they don't control the narrative on is what a mess there is in the healthcare system. I mean, I'm listening to your news this morning, and the news over the weekend is serious problems, again, in the healthcare system. ERs closing, patients being sent to other towns. One of the ones that really jumped out at me from your news coverage this morning is uh, Clearwater sent its patients to Royal Inland Hospital in Kamloops. Well, Royal Inland That's Hospital always. in Kamloops has been in crisis for yeah. two years. So it's pretty bad out there. And, you know, the Premier may want to talk today about how wonderful it is that they're replacing the Burnaby Hospital, but... I think he's going to get a lot of questions about shortage of family doctors, waiting lists, hospitals in a mess all over the interior. There have been stories about um, doctors resigning <clears throat> from hospitals in the interior because they're such a mess. And you've also had the nurses saying the nurses are bailing, right? They've got burnout problems. Well, Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know as though it's going to be much of a good news event today, but I mean, I think it's good that the Premier's making himself available to answer questions, because there's a lot of questions. Um, urgent and primary care centers. The, the Horgan government's answer to the shortage of family doctors is, we're building all these urgent and primary care centers. The trouble with that is the government's own numbers show that some of those centers are just hollow shells. Uh, we talked about Richmond, that's funded for 32 doctors, it's got one. The center in the Premier's riding on the West Shore here outside Victoria, funded for seven doctors, it's got one. So, 
you know, I, I don't know how he's going to talk himself out of this one, but it's not the best day of the year to be talking about how well things are going in the healthcare system. And that's the thing. Like, why BC? Why is why do these problems seem to be worse here than in other provinces? Yeah, you know, that is a very good question because the premier on Friday did his thing again. He's chair of the premier's conference. He's at the Western Premier's Conference, and he repeats the line that comes from all the premiers, which is, Ottawa needs to put more funding into the healthcare system. I think the premiers collectively have a good case for this. It, it was 50-50 when it started. It's down basically now 70-30, or actually 80-20. The provinces pay the freight. So they're right. But you've asked the key question. Why is it worse in British Columbia than anywhere else? I mean, the government passes the buck on this issue and they blame the Liberals, who left a mess. Okay, well, that's what politicians do. And then they say we need more money from Ottawa. Okay, when has a province not asked for more money from Ottawa? But it comes back to why is it a bigger mess in British Columbia than anywhere else? Because most of the statistics suggest that is the case. And we don't know why. Well, you know, anytime you ask, you get statistics on things that show, okay, we're doing well on some things, right? Like we're replacing a lot of hospitals. Or you get, <clears throat> well, we, you know, our, our system is more reliant on fee-for-service than other provinces. You know, okay, well, that's, I, I get that, but that's a sort of a technical explanation. And you get, well, the Liberals left a mess. Yeah, we know that. You know, I'm surprised they don't say, hey, you know, we took the tolls off the bridges, right? I mean, doesn't that improve health care? So, I think the problem is for the government here, Simi, is that increasingly people are not interested in the excuses. They want answers. And even though, as you said off the top, the Burnaby Hospital needs to be replaced, mm -hmm. it doesn't solve the shortage of family doctors. It doesn't solve the waiting lists. It doesn't solve the crisis in health care in the interior and it doesn't solve that the urgent and primary care centers so far are not delivering the goods. Okay, so that announcement's coming up this morning about Burnaby Hospital. Very quickly, though, Vaughn, hey, how was the Indy 500 yesterday? It was very good. Yeah. Uh, very exciting. Uh, I like it when they're racing right at the end. There were the usual sort of, ah, uh, you really feel sorry for the guy who <clears throat> was leading the race, Scott Dixon, and then uh, went too fast through the pits and was penalized and ended up in 20th place. Oof. Uh, but the winner uh, was Marcus Erickson, the Swede, and it was he was with the best team. Uh, that team lost two drivers through errors, uh, the Ganassi team, and uh, they had backups. Uh, their other drivers finished first and third. So, wow. um, it was, But it was very exciting, and uh, the races are really safe now, you know, and I was thinking about that. I talked to you on Friday about how when I started watching auto racing, you know, it was a pretty dangerous business. Drivers would get killed during the race. It's been, what, 40 years, I think, since a driver was killed during the race good, at Indy. Yeah. So the races are safe. Uh, they're exciting. And uh, I'm done uh, with sports for the year. I'll <laughs> talk to you on my birthday next year. All right. Well, thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.